1: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports. E and EL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. Joined by John Breach, as we got now, woo woo, emergency podcast. As the Tennessee Titans have hired, according to reports, I don't know if the Titans have officially announced it. I'm sure Amy Adam Strunk is downloading Twitter as we speak. Brian Callahan, the Bengals offensive coordinator. Johnny, what's up, buddy?
3: Brinson, you gotta drag me out here to watch my offensive coordinator get stolen, and then he's probably gonna move next door to me and just rub it in my face the whole time that he left the. Bay. he is a nicer.
2: I bet he has a nicer spot in uh in in Nashville than you do.
3: You know, maybe he wants to live out in the suburbs though. Maybe he doesn't want to live in a, yeah, a five million do dollar home. You don't know. You don't know.
2: Um, well, what's your okay? Let me let me ask you this because I think that this 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 move. The Titans hiring Brian Callahan is, not to be rude, but like of all the coaching hires that we see this offseason, probably the least likely to move the needle. Um, Callahan is not technically the play caller in Cincinnati, or was not technically the play caller in Cincinnati. His dad, Bill Callahan, with the Browns, offensive line coach, great offensive line coach former offensive coordinator in many spots and, and head coach as well um that that we can talk about that in a minute but like kind of a generic i don't know i don't think that this is this is not a splash hire by the titans but i kind of like the hire i'm curious what you think as a Bengals fan where's your head at scale of one to ten ah meter well I'll, meter. Here's the double-sided. I live in
3: Nashville, Bengals fan edge, and you know, reading the local stories about the Titans every day, and it really feels like Amy Adams Trunk went into the search and was thinking, "I want to hire the opposite of Mike Vrabel. I do not want the next Mike Vrabel. I want, uh, you know, Mike Vrabel's a defensive-minded coach who wants
2: a lot of control and
3: uh, is, wants is, the- is
2: by all accounts a big like not a jerk but very abrasive." Right. And so now you bring in, oh,
3: I've got this offensive minded coach now. Uh, he's going to work well with this front office. If you can work with the Bengals' front office, you can work with any front <laughs> office in the NFL. So you're going from one family owned organization to another family owned organization. So I'm sure that part of the fit really is part of the thing that drew Amy Adams' trunk to Brian Callahan. And then obviously you look at what he's done, his track record is just. It's interesting because I think that he kind of got lost up until probably December when Jake Browning came out. And and we'll talk about this more. And you know, he went off. And people are like, wow, this Bengals offense is functioning without Joe Burrow. What's going on there? Because you remember when the Bengals went to the Super Bowl in 2021, Brian Callahan was a hot candidate that everyone was talking about. It was Oh, which one of the Bengals' coordinators is going to get hired? And uh, funny enough, none of them got hired because they've both been there for five years and they're both the longest serving coordinators. Uh, and so, really, I think that Jake Browning run is what turned everyone's head and got them all these interviews. And here we are. So, I think Amy Adams shrunk wanted someone who was opposite of Rabel, and that is what she's getting in
2: Callahan. Our boy, friend of the podcast, Jordan DeJani says the Bengals' run is over. Are you worried? That, uh, obviously, our colleague, Jordan Johnny, are you worried that um, Zach Taylor is now completely in charge of the Bengals offense? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I my mean, God, you- it brings back our never ending
3: debate. Is Zach Taylor a good coach? No, the Bengals have been bracing for this since 2021. They thought they were going to lose Callahan. They thought they were going to lose their defense corner. They thought the, the fact that both those guys lasted till this season, I think, blew Zach Taylor's mind. So this team was absolutely bracing for this. I think that Bengals QB coach Dan Pitcher will get promoted to offensive coordinator. Uh, you know he's familiar with Joe Burrow because he's been there. He's familiar with Zach Taylor. So I think from a Bengals end, they're good to go. But I think the Titans part of this is where it's interesting because, as you said, this does feel like it's a little bit out of left field. I mean, why do you feel that way? Besides that, he doesn't. He's not as imposing as a Mike Frable type hire.
2: Well, if you're a I, Titans I just, fan,
3: Brenton, are you are you happy?
2: If I'm a Titans fan, I'm like, well, if I'm a Titans fan, I am. I think the thing with this hire is that whoever was being hired is taking over a rebuild and needs to work with Ran Cartham, not Ron Carthon, as I think I called him during the Mike Frabel Fired podcast like seven times. Um, Brian Callahan is really young. He's 39 years old. He uh, he is twelve days older than my little brother Charlie. Charlie Brinson. Shout out to Charlie. Got his uh, hey. start with the Broncos in two thousand ten. Really became a a you know a, has only been like a quarter you know you, you, like you can be an offensive assistant or an you know whatever it is um, quality control coach etc. Was an offensive assistant for the Broncos for twenty thirteen to twenty fifteen. Lions quarterback coach for twenty sixteen to twenty seventeen. Then the Raiders quarterback coach, and then has been the Bengals OC since then. Uh, was the Raiders QB coach thing under Gruden? Had to been right. Just,
3: what? Uh, was 2018? He was there. Yeah, right.
2: would that have been Gruden?
3: That was yes. That was Gruden's think, first year. Yeah,
2: because remember, Bill Callahan was Gruden's OC, and then Gruden got traded to the Bucks, and Bill Callahan took over the Raiders um, and took him to the Super Bowl. I I will say this. If I would assume that Bill is going to come to Nashville with him, right? I mean, I would, that that wouldn't be surprising at all. If you're
3: that, if you're, uh, if, if,
2: if, yeah, if Robbie Brinson gets a head co- if Robbie Brinson gets a head coaching job in the NFL, I'm going to come run the media for the team that he's working with, assuming that I'm still decent at my job um, or that I ever was. But the, the point being is that Bill Callahan's really good at his job. One of the few offensive line coaches, or one of the few coaches in the NFL, along with Mike Munchak, I think, who can make a difference in terms of coaching up your offensive line and immediately making your offensive line better and making life easier for you. So I think that that would be uh, a nice ad. And Bill Callahan has had an incredible coaching tenure. So if Brian Callahan is, I just feel like it's a very under the radar hire. I don't feel like it's a bad hire. It's just, there's nothing sexy about it. Right. And, And that's, and that's fine.
3: You look at who he's worked with. First, I'll say that if Bill Callahan does end up in Tennessee, that's a great get for Brian. It should be easy because you call up your dad and say, hey, why don't you come down here? And we talked about how smart it was for Antonio Pierce to bring in Marvin Lewis. You bring in someone with all this football knowledge as a first-time head coach. That is a huge thing. It takes some weight off your shoulders. It takes a little your own pressure off of you because you don't know what you don't know. And when you have someone who's been an NFL head coach to kind of Lean on coach, coach,
2: bit. coach the team and coach the team in the Super Bowl,
3: right? And like, you don't have to worry about your dad coming for your job because he's going to be more than happy being your assistant <laughs> coach, right, uh, and right. and probably just stay there the rest of his, you know, the rest of his coaching day. So I, I think obviously uh bringing in Bill Callahan would be very smart if uh Bill wants to do that. And then the other part of this is this to me is a giant vote of confidence for Will Levis because what has what have we seen on Brian Callahan? It is just, I mean, Peyton Manning raved about Brian Callahan. I think after they won the Super Bowl. Mm, was back in February 2016, uh, Peyton Manning said this guy is going to be a great offensive coordinator somewhere, if not head coach. And that was seven years, eight years ago. So we are talking about it took and- eight years for him to get this head coaching job. And so you look at, you name the Lions. That's Matthew Stafford, the Raiders with Derek Carr. And now, uh one year with Andy Dalton and then four years with Joe Burrow and that's it he's going to develop right, Will Levis
2: uh, and that's what they want Peyton Manning Peyton Manning has also raved about Will Levis he said that it's like this guy was built to be an NFL quarterback he's got all the arm he can throw to everywhere on the field and so if you're getting endorsements from both Peyton Manning or if you're getting endorsements for your coach and your quarterback from Peyton Manning that's typically a good thing now, I mean, like not everybody who's worked with Peyton has worked, you know, the like Adam, Adam Gay stuff in New York didn't work out. But I mean, th- the point being is if Peyton Manning is giving a public endorsement of your both your coach and your quarterback and you've seen your new coach work well with multiple quarterbacks around the NFL, you know that he's got a pedigree in terms of it's not like some something is propped up. He's been around the game for his entire life. Um, he is going to come in and. Work with this young quarterback. Uh, yeah, I, I think that that and, and probably bring his dad, was going to help the offensive line, which is going to help said young quarterback. I think that I, I I don't think there there was no way Tennessee was going to hire anybody who like they weren't going to go get Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick, right? You know, this is yeah. They were this not, not going to get yes, they were not
3: going to get another variable like we said. Yeah, yeah,
2: right. But this is a rebuild job. I mean, they like you are rebuilding. There's. I mean, what the Titans over under is going to be five and a half next year, six and a half, maybe. Your, yeah, okay. and that's, what to your hand, by the way.
3: W- one of those things that we talk about, oh, I just came in from hanging out with my daughter. So I was straight up on the playground. I have playground hair. Oh, no, going, you got, you
2: got, you got, no, you got band aids on. Oh, yeah. I have the, my daughter. <laughs> <put it on. laughs> yeah, yeah. I she yeah. she <laughs> told me I have a boo boo,
3: and now I'm wearing a princess band. I do not have a boo boo. Uh, so, but you look at, again, Where this where uh Callahan's coming from, and you look at who he has coached under. You know, he started with Gary Kubiak in Denver. He's coached under John Gruden, as we just mentioned, coached under Zach Taylor. We're talking about coaches who have been to the Super Bowl, so he's got to learn from the best and kind of digest all that. And he's gonna create his own system. Now it's gonna be interesting to see what he does offensively because you already mentioned Brenton, and as Bengals fans know. He was not calling the plays in Cincinnati. He was the guy, but he was Zach Taylor's right-hand man. This is the guy that handles a lot of the game planning. Uh, So when you see Jake Browning have a breakout, it's, oh, wow, this is uh – got to give the, the offensive coordinator a lot of credit for that. And so that's where I think Brian Callahan uh, can be really good for the Titans. But it is, and we've talked about this before, if he calls plays for the Titans – you are putting a load on you that you don't know until you get to week one when you're trying well, to be the head coach and call plays for the first
2: time. i tell you what, let's take a quick break and then come back and discuss what this all might look like for Tennessee in terms of a coaching staff and how they build it out next.
0: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.
2: Right. So, Brian Callahan, hired as head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Um, As a Bengals fan, are you worried he's going to take anybody from the Bengals with him? And what do you think he sort of builds out of staff? You mentioned right before the break, Breach, will he call plays? He hasn't been calling plays in Cincinnati. I would think that he'd prefer... I mean, everybody wants to call their own plays, and and by all accounts, Brian Callahan had a lot to do in terms of the input of the play calling and and the the setup of the offense on a week to week basis. Zach Taylor was just the mechanism for calling the actual plays uh, during the game. Uh, be very curious to see how he handles that because I I I would not want, and this is not based on personal experience, obviously, but just having been around the league for a long time, I would not want to hire somebody who was coming in to coach on the coach from this, be the head coach on the sideline on a week to week basis and be calling plays for the first time. That would concern me a little bit.
3: Yes, absolutely. And I, I, but you know what? I won't be surprised because he was in Cincinnati for the past five years. If he sets up a dynamic that he had similar, similar to what he had with Zach Taylor. So if he says, all right, I am going to call plays cuz I've always wanted to do that and the head coach now. Nobody can tell me I can't. So I'm going to call the plays, but oh, I'm going to bring oh, yeah. in I'm going to bring in an offensive coordinator that I'm absolutely going to lean on. I'm going to let him handle the the game planning, then I'm going to, you know, look over that. We'll collaborate, we'll get that figured out, but I will have the final say on the play calls during the game. And as you said, that that is a lot to put on your shoulders, especially as a first-time head coach and so maybe he gets through the first year and decides you know what that was a lot I'm gonna be the head coach I'll let my offensive coordinator call plays because I think we can both agree there is zero chance Brian Callahan is one and done in Tennessee they are gonna do a total rebuild I think this hire symbolizes that guys like DeAndre Hopkins Derrick Henry are gonna be gone I think that they're gonna get rid of as much of the the clear the salary cap make the team younger and try and thrive under a first-year head coach. So I think they're just going to do. It's an experimental year. You do what you want, and uh, yeah. So I, I, I won't be surprised if he ends up calling plays and has a similar setup to what he had in Cincinnati with Zach Taylor. Uh,
2: Jordan Dejani, our CBS Sports.com colleague, points out that the Titans are trying to steal Thomas Brown as their OC. Interesting. Is he That's a shot at you, the- Brinson. Shots fired. I don't, I don't care who you take from the Panthers. The panthers don't even have a head, have a head coach. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I guess he's technically the offensive coordinator. Um, the Panthers are like double interviewing both their OC and DC. Uh, and oh, this is actually a good point um, from, excuse me. So whoop. Uh, Kyle Severin points out possible that Mike Munchak and Bill Callahan both come to the Titans. Mike Munchak, former Titans coach. I don't know if that would work out for him to come back. Uh, Maybe there's not enough ties there. But Bill, again, this is one of the interesting things about sort of the nepotism that occurs. And when I say nepotism, what I mean is the factual hiring of someone who's been who's like dad coach in the NFL, right? So Kyle Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan has grown his own tree of coaches. He hasn't you know, gone after his He's dad He's watered it. He's grown the tree. Yeah, but he hasn't like, he, he didn't get hired and be like, Oh, I'm going to bring all my dad's friends in. But Brian Callahan's dad is still coaching in the NFL. He's probably going to come be the OL coach for the, for the Titans. Their offensive line is probably gonna be awesome in year one. And by virtue of all those connections, they can bring in a bunch of people who have experienced coaching and are all cohesive and tight and trust each other. And you're not going to have you know, the Thomas Brown thing is interesting because I think that you're not going to get a Panther situation where um, there's a bunch of different competing interests on the coaching staff. More likely, you're going to get this group of people who are there who have known you know Brian Callahan his entire life, are able to help him out and prop him up. Like, I think there's a good chance you get a experienced head coaching staff in Tennessee.
3: Yeah. Well, and again, this goes back to kind of what I was saying about how many people he's coached under. I mentioned those guys uh, and also John Fox. And you look at what he has done. Uh, Callahan was on two coaching staffs in Denver that went to Super Bowls. And then obviously the Bengals coaching staff in 2021 that went to a Super Bowl. So he sees kind of the, the cohesiveness, kind of, what you need to do to build a Super Bowl team. So you're talking about a guy who's been uh, at least an assistant in the NFL since 2010. And and 14 years, he's been to three Super Bowls. So I think that's an advantage for the Titans to have someone so seasoned and also so young. I mean, this guy has 14 years of experience and he's not even 40 years old yet. So you you never see that in the NFL, except when uh, I think what Kyle Shanahan got his first offense coordinator job with the Texans when he was, super young. So the fact that he has got to kind of learn and grow under multiple coaching staffs that have for the most part, all been successful. uh, I think that he'll be very open to making whatever he hired. He needs to, he doesn't seem like a control freak where, well, I can't bring in someone who might make me look bad or who an offensive coordinator who wants to call plays, or I think he's going to hire. I think he'll end up with a good coaching staff. You know, who can end up with this coaching staff? Ooh, I can't wait. John Gruden. Oh, or Jay Gruden. I mean, the groups of uh, the Callahan's are tight. Is anyone They're gonna tight. hire Jay Gruden after his tit tat with RG3? I think RG3 is in the wrong there, but that's just me. I don't know. Um, we didn't have a separate off season podcast on that, yeah. Uh, we'll have Jay Gruden, let's have Jay Gruden on the podcast. Oh, and you know what? I, I, I'm gonna mention this because uh, old Jordan DeJani in the comment section he pointed this out, and I meant to point it out at the very beginning, but this hiring. Comes on the two-year anniversary of Brian Callahan's Bengals beating the number one-seeded Titans in Whoa. the AFC divisional round of the playoffs. So, wonder if uh, Callahan brought that up during his second interview. Take that, Titans.
2: So, yeah, I, th- I think I think in a perfect scenario, you bring a bunch of experience in on your coaching staff. You need to, they got to hit on some draft picks. They don't have a ton on the roster at all. I mean, that's just the bottom line. You hit on some stuff in, in the draft. You develop Will Levis, and all of a sudden the AFC South is a problem <laughs> because you have four good quarterbacks uh, in there. Like Trevor Lawrence is the worst quarterback in the AFC South in three years. What a, what a, what a plot twist that would be. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, but you know you get the point. All right, uh, Harry wants a question about Dan. Anything else on the Titans? Uh, to... said,
3: I think the, the saints have been pretty serious with John Gruden. So I think that would be the one thing that holds them back. But as you said, Callahan's are tight with the Gruden. So who knows? Yeah.
2: I, I, John Gruden's going to get back in the NFL in some capacity. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Bonus content. How do I feel about Dan Morgan being <laughs> named the Panthers GM in Carolina? Um, my buddy drew texted me and said, tell me something positive about Dan Morgan. Well, one, he's incredibly handsome Uh, Two, former first round pick of the Carolina Panthers. Three, has had a great, got a great pedigree in terms of what he's done from a front office perspective after he left playing the game, dealt with concussions at the end of his playing career, but uh, was in Seattle and was in uh, Buffalo. For a little bit, has seen two organizations that thrive on player development and building things back up from the bottom. Has been a guy who I think is risen up the ranks. And while David Tepper isn't a long time, like this would have made all the sense in the world if Jerry Richardson was still the owner, because you have this guy who, you know, was there when he was drafted him. Um, I have you know, concerns and qualms about David Tepper and how long he'll let him operate because of how long David Tepper lets anybody operate. But I think Dan Morgan has shown that he has a very good um, pedigree in terms of working in a front office. And he's now also VP of football operations for Carolina, which I think may be the most important factor here is the way they're restructuring this. And is this David Tepper saying, okay, you're kind of a fan favorite, you know, former first-round pick, 2001, long time ago, but still a guy who's had success in Carolina. And if I, like, is David Tepper turning over football operations to Dan Morgan and letting him run the football side of things? And if so, and he'll actually keep his mitts out of it, then that's great news. I don't know that Dan Morgan's be able to hire a great head coach. Well, I take it back. Sorry. Let me rephrase. I don't know that Dan Morgan's going to make a splash at head coach. He might hire a great head coach, uh, but I'm curious to see how this affects the direction of the head coaching hire. It would indicate to me, if you make somebody the VP of football operations and also the general manager that you are giving them full control and saying, go fix this thing that I kind of screwed up. And if that's the case, then I will tip my cap to David Tepper, who will have learned his lesson. I don't totally buy it, but Breach, I think there's a chance that giving Dan Morgan control could be a very good thing.
3: Yes, and I'm just going to stick with whatever you just said, only to add that, look, it's David Tepper. You never know, because... He has ultimate control, and if he thinks you make a dumb decision, he'll just veto it. Or if he doesn't like someone you're going to hire, he'll just say, go to the next candidate. So I can't imagine working for someone like Tepper because you actually ever have any control. He is not a hands-off owner. Um, And one non-Panthers thing I will say, when I said I thought Dan Pitcher would likely get the job with the Bengals, one thing I did not know, uh, this is something Rap Sheet tweeted out about 30 minutes ago, is that Dan Pitcher is actually interviewing for three different offensive coordinator jobs this week one Mm. with the Patriots one with the Raiders one with the Saints so he is a hot commodity but I have to think if you're Dan Pitcher and the Bengals say hey you want to be our offensive coordinator
2: and you're on the job yeah yeah.
3: stay in Cincinnati or go to New England go to Vegas or go to New Orleans uh, I think your best chance at success is certainly staying in Cincinnati with someone you're familiar with and uh, quarterback
2: who has a Jimmy Jimmy Marrow's, uh profile picture quite quite the thing, but uh, excited to see the Titans run a modern offense is a very good point. Uh, Mike Vrabel, Arthur Smith, everybody in this in the around in and around this Titans team has been run heavy. If Brian Callahan comes in and slings the ball around a little bit more, and you get some wide receivers, you get some pass blocking, you get some Will Levis. It'd be a lot more fun. Uh, it's it's hard to win in the modern NFL when you it's you look at the Falcons, you look at the Titans. You when, when you are a run heavy offense in the modern NFL that is hoping to just sort of keep things close with your defense and pound the ball a bunch, you inherently make your entire roster your your entire season more fragile because you are a, you are you are willingly. Um, committing to a bunch of closer games (laughs) than you necessarily want to be. Like you were saying, we're going to play every game close and try to find a way to steal a win. And when you do that, it's just making life harder on you.
3: Yeah, and and I know that Titans fans probably got a little tired of the old 1973 offense that Vrabel was running the old three yards in a cloud of dust with uh, Derrick Henry getting all the carries. and, And then it was one of those things where if you jumped out to a lead on the Titans, you got up ten nothing. You felt pretty comfortable you were going to win because the team that runs the ball all the time uh, wasn't built to make a comeback. And you know you forced Ryan Tannehill to throw it a lot. I remember there was a playoff run. I think it was the year they beat the Patriots in 2019, Brady's last game when they won two games. And they got the AFC title game to play the Chiefs, and Ryan Tannehill threw the ball less than 15 times in both of those wins, and that was like classic Mike Vrabel football that we're just going to run the ball and win with defense. You will not be dealing with that with Brian Callahan. He will absolutely modernize the offense. I think Titans fans, your mind will be blown. You'll be like, wait, these are the things that other NFL teams run. These are the concepts I see the Dolphins run. We're running them. What? I think, yeah, the Titans fans are going to be shocked at what they see uh, because they haven't really seen it since offensive fireworks uh, during Vrabel's tenure. I mean, or
2: since like... Or Marky or... Or Munchak or... uh before Hunt Jeff, Jeff Fisher. It's been a while. <laughs> the Titans, the, the Titans, literally have never had like offensive <laughs> fireworks. um You have to go back is, to is, the run and is, shoot
3: Houston Oilers before you it, have Titans fireworks.
2: It is hilarious that we were looking at those old Titans coaches, and we're like, we're like, uh so your coaches are now like Jeff Fisher, Mike Munchak, Mike Malarkey, Mike Vrabel, Brian Callahan. It's like a Mount Rushmore of like uh un- like unspectacular <laughs> like I just 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 like very generic like Frank Smith would have been perfect. And I uh, also been I don't say it's bad. I'm, bad. bad. I'm just saying it's like very like we'll see. Maybe Brian Callahan can uh can change things up. All right. Anything else on the Titans or the Panthers? I think that is
3: it, Brenton. We got it. Does what do you it give it? What do you grade me? this straight? What do you grade the, the higher?
2: Um, uh, B? B plus? Ooh, a plus? That's too high? B? I don't know. I don't know. What do you uh,
3: grade it? Well, and real quick, I was just going to say the last time, I'll grade it in a second. The last time the Titans hired, uh, Ken Wisnot was an offense coordinator, right? Yep. Offense coordinator with the Cardinals. Uh, That one and didn't work out so well. But I think the expectations will be much higher with Mike Markey. I give it a B plus. I think it's smart. It's gonna he's gonna change what they do in Tennessee. It's gonna change their offensive philosophy, and I think it's something that can absolutely work.
2: Yeah, I think getting somebody who can bring veteran, smart coaches into the building, stabilize things, and you start to build up. And maybe you laid a quarterback in the draft and all of a sudden everything changes like it did in Cincinnati with Brian Callahan. Okay, that'll do it for us. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Brian Callahan, hired by the Tennessee Titans. Emergency podcast for Breach. I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later.
1: New CBS Monday. NCIS is back.